Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show, coast to coast and border to border over our flagship station, Red State, Red State Talk. And I do want to thank the terrestrial stations, along with Loving Liberty and Liberty Roundtable for having us uh, uh, in their family as well. Hey, folks, it is still a great day in the USA, and you're all a part of it, and most of it, because it's people like you who are the reason. It's still a great day in the USA, in spite of everything else that goes on. And folks, uh, that's um three uh very important words right now in spite of in spite of um uh, Americans I want you to understand a couple of days ago I did share the same thought with you and it's important that I share this thought with you again um you are probably just now getting um, the idea of just how wealthy our nation is, okay? We are a a phenomenally, a phenomenally wealthy nation. One of the reasons why um, Jefferson, yeah, I'm sure it was Jefferson, that said, once the people discover that they can vote themselves benefits, money, you know, <clears throat> then that will mark the end of the republic. Now, uh, I, I know, I know that what everyone is trying to do is help everyone. That's a part of our uh, DNA as Americans, you know, it's a part that's in our DNA to do unto others as we would have them do unto us because we are a Judeo-Christian nation. We're founded that way. Yeah, I don't care what anybody from any past administrations uh, uh, would have to say about it. Uh, in fact, Obama just came out and said it as plainly as he felt like saying it, that we're not a Christian nation. He said that. But we are. We're, we're a nation that was founded on Christian creed and principles, Judeo-Christian creeds and principles. 
The fact of the matter is uh, most of the world is actually uh, undergirded by those principles. More and more, you're beginning to see people stray away from that. But we we had been up to uh, up to still now. I, I, we, we're still undergirded by those truths and those principles. However, they're beginning to crack. And we're the, the, the people, um, the reason for the cracking of that foundation. Then we whine and complain when we receive the consequences of our folly. Reagan said it probably best. And, and it, it is also a... Um, reason why you may have uh, an uncovering of a nation that had been protected divinely from its enemies and foes in times past. Okay? Reagan said if we forget don't 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 miss this. Reagan said it. I'm I'm just reminding you that it was true then and it's true now. But if we forget that we are one nation under God, then we will be one nation gone under. Okay? We will be one nation gone under and in several instances we then would join other nations on the scrap heap of nations that have gone under and uh, you don't necessarily have to disappear as a nation to have gone under oh no there are many of our allies who are nations who are still afloat. (laughs) You still see them. You still see them. They're still visible. And they still make splashes occasionally. But they've gone under. And America, this is important for us to understand now. that we must understand the type of protection that our faith in our creator God had afforded us over our 243 years, going to be 244. 244 years. Yeah. 80 years of that time just to shed some light on how great America is for those who may have forgotten particularly black folks who may have forgotten please hear me wherever you are now hear this in that 244 years 44 in um, July this year just three months off in That 244 years, 80 years of that, 
And somebody I know you're going to say that I'm, I'm, I'm inaccurate in what I'm about to say, but I'm absolutely accurate. 80 years, a little about 82, 83 years, 80 years of that, nearly, nearly 80 years of that, give or take, <clears throat> depending on where you were enslaved. 80 years after the nation became a nation, slavery was abolished in this country within two generations. Some would say a generation, but I think that's 40, 40, I think is a generation. And so within that time frame, within uh, the lifespan, a lifespan of a father and a grandfather, you have a change in a heinous practice in this country. What changed it for now and for always? In, in fact, what made it possible that the former slave could rise to be president? Well, not in Obama's case, because he doesn't have any slave history in this country. And, and, and for me, uh, that's another thing that really is, um, you know, it just rubs me the wrong way when it comes to all of that and how the left picked uh, that president for you that would have made this situation even worse than it is. But uh, getting back to, to what we were, we were discussing, what we were talking about, uh, it is time for all of us to be vigilant. We cannot lose our nation over this. And it is time for us to understand what is at stake here. And at first, I'm like you, I, I thought this was some kind of hoaxy type of thing and and who knows what certain nefarious entities might be up to you never know do you of course you don't so be vigilant watch for how big government may come at you <clears throat> and then understand that what we're facing, we must do unto others as we would have them do unto us. That, my friends, is the golden rule handed down to us by Christ. I was listening to, right before I came on, I was listening to uh, Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York. And all of us have seen and heard his little brother, uh, Chris uh, Cuomo, uh, you know, half an idiot, uh, on CNN. And, of course, the governor confirmed basically that Chris was half an idiot. Uh, and and, and, and it, it, it exposes a lot <clears throat> of our own actions it exposes a lot of our own actions the actions of Chris Cuomo toward his mother because 
we, and, and particularly our children now, you must understand this. And, and if the virus does, if this thing does explode even more, and as it is being predicted to explode on the scene, then it will be actions like Chris Cuomo and many of your children who will, in fact, aid and abet that. Now, uh, Andrew loves his mother, and the Cuomo brothers love their mother, the same as you love yours, I love mine. But it's evident, and I, I, I really do like this, uh, in anybody, uh, not the president, anyone um, who loves their mother, I'm, I'm all, uh, you can't be all bad, okay? You, you can't be all bad and love your mom, okay? You just can't be. So, um, Chris went to get his mother to bring her over to his house where he has small kids and all of this type of thing. And, of course, Andrew, the older brother, the governor of New York, got wind that his mother was over at Chris's house, and he basically gave him a dressing down about it, a chastised him about it. That's basically what he did. And what he told him is true, and it's what the president has been telling all of us all along. The president has been telling us that we need to give space to one another, particularly, this is what the, the president has been telling us, particularly the elderly and those who may have compromised immune systems. Now, your young people, your children, your grandchildren, uh, your teenagers, they, they, don't they may not understand that. You see, to them, your mom and dad, and somehow, until they see you in a different way, you're invincible. And certainly being around them in a time like this could not possibly harm you. That's in the mind of the normal sibling or normal offspring that you have. But evidently, and all I can do is... Um, tell you what I'm being told and I have a direct line into what's happening uh, with this in DC. I can only tell you what I'm being told and even I did not consider this to be anything of grave danger a week ago, two weeks ago, surely. But now if they're fooling us, if they're funning us, if they are on the up and up with us about this thing, if they're not being on the up and up with us about this thing, then let me tell you something. The grand deception and the fundamental change of uh, America has truly taken place without a shot being fired. If they are not being honest with us about this, if this is all a hoax to, and, and, and it'll be much later when you discover it, and the underlying uh, and underpinning uh, 
mechanisms will have already been put in place by the time we discover that we've been duped. If this is, and I don't believe it is, I don't believe it is, I did, I did, I, I did believe this was something that was totally overblown, but I, but f- for the first time, I'm saying and reporting to you that I do believe that the nature of this virus that they are describing, and we couldn't, dis- we couldn't understand it before, we couldn't wrap our minds around this before, but I'm saying to you that the nature of this virus Whereas the symptoms, the manifestation of the symptoms can be anywhere from uh, 7 to 14 days before you have any symptoms, that, my friends, does change this scenario in, in, in extreme ways. Because 14 days ago, all of us were still very much unaware of how cautious we should be. Now, I'm in one of those states where, yeah, it it has one of those, uh, Colorado, where I am. It has a mandate from the governor to stay put, you know, unless it's absolutely necessary that we have one of those mandates from the governor uh, that says stay put, as, as many of you, and I think it's 30 states now, that has mandates from your people, your governor, who says stay put. And all I'm saying is uh, we have shown just how easily we can be led into compliance with government mandates and orders. The only thing that we have to be now is vigilant to make sure that these mandates and orders are not detrimental to our freedom. And we want to come to an understanding of just how detrimental this is to our health. It has been reported that an 18-year-old has passed away of the coronavirus. I think this is the first report of uh, someone in that age, uh, of that age, uh, passing away from coronavirus. Don't know the um, health, prior health state of that 18-year-old. Don't know how compromised they may have been as far as their immune system is concerned, but an 18-year-old has died. So it is a killer virus, and it has killed an infant that we know of, maybe more, who knows. But it's serious. It's very serious. My friend, Rodney Howard Brown, was arrested on yesterday. I'm going to have him on this week has to get clearance from his attorneys. I'm going to talk a little bit about why he was arrested when I return. I'm CL. Be right back. Don't go anywhere.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. And it's all because of people like you that um, we can look to a brighter days ahead. You stay vigilant. You stay positive. You stay faithful to God. Yes, the creator of the universe and mankind. So important that our founders uh, felt it necessary to put his precepts and principles in our founding documents. Our liberties are founded upon what we believe God, the freedom has God has given to us. We believe our freedoms are given to us by our creator and uh, life, liberty, pursuit of our happiness is what Jefferson and the founders believed God gave to us. He gave to us life. He gave to us liberty. He gave it to us the ability to pursue our happiness. And no one should be able to take that away from you. But what about things? Because right now, it's not necessarily a someone, that at least that we can identify. I certainly believe that uh, there's a possibility that so many of these viruses and uh, things can come from labs. Yeah, but 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 so far, um, you know, we are asking the question, what what about a thing? Can it rob us of our freedom? Because this is what the uh, coronavirus is or any other virus is. It's a thing. It's a mechanism. It's a it's an organism that comes along and we conquer them. We've conquered everyone so far, even AIDS. We have brought it to, to heal. Cancer, not so much, but we have it on the run. But viruses like this that we know nothing of, we do the best we can to protect ourselves. But do they rob us of our freedom? And are there those uh, who understand liberty in God, in our creator, in Jesus Christ, but maybe misconstrue the liberty that you must not take when it comes to others? As I said to you earlier, um, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, River Church, there in Tampa, Florida. I've spoken there on several occasions. He is a friend of mine. 
He is a friend of mine. And I do mean a dear friend of mine. I love this man. Uh, yesterday, he was uh, arrested for uh, unlawful assembly there in Florida. And Brandon, uh, uh, um, yeah, uh, Florida. And um, suburb of Tampa. And he was arrested because he refused not to assemble his congregants together. And I want to say this on his behalf, the same as I said on Thomas Massey's behalf, who I, I, I consider a friend. I don't, I, I'm not as well uh, f- uh, f- uh, acquainted and friends with Tom Massey, even though we are friends as I am with Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. I've Rodney, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown and I are dear friends. And I am the type of friend, I don't care if they come slap cuffs on you and if, you're, if I feel you might be wrong or, or however that may play out. If I am your friend, then uh, I'm going to the wall with you, uh, right or wrong. I'm going to tell you you're wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. As, I, as, I'm, as I've already told uh, uh, Pastor Brown, I've already said this to him. Uh, we, I, but I also remember when I told him he was wrong about Trump. <laughs> you see. Oh, yeah, I, I, I told him. In fact, I was just heated. I was mad at him for possibly considering Voting for Donald Trump. That, that, that's, that's the way I was before I got on board myself. There were people on board the Trump train when he came down the escalator. I wasn't that guy. But there were people like Pastor Rodney Howard Brown who knew right then that that was the next president of the United States. And he told me so. And I didn't, I, I disagreed with him. I, he was wrong in my opinion then. He was wrong about, he, wasn't, he was wrong to choose Trump uh, over Ted or any other contenders out there. I told him that. I turned out to be the one who was wrong. Now, and nobody can ever say that Pastor Rodney Howard Brown is not uh, an interesting character in a lightning rod. No one can ever say that. No one can ever say that they were bored being around Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. No one, no one could ever say that they were bored being around him. <laughs> no one can ever say that. But on this one, and, and uh, I'm going on record, I'm going to have him on. I want him to tell us his point of view and I know what his point of view is point of view is highly principled the same as is um, Thomas Massey even though I think it was you know both were and I think Thomas was in error even though people who attack him don't know him he is a patriot a patriot to a fault same with uh, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. He is a believer 
a preacher of the gospel and he is someone who hell or high water is going to go down on the letter, the jot and the tittle of what he believes. And I um, am not in agreement with, uh, you know, him on what he was uh, doing as far as exposing others to um, a virus that's out there. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. I understand what my friend was doing. And yes, there's going to be uh, those who uh, are going to attack him and going to fall away or, uh, you know, and, and, and all that type of thing and, you know, call him all kinds of names. But, you know, listen, he's a preacher of the gospel. He's used to all of that. But as for me, even though I may not agree Rodney Howard Brown is my friend and I am not one of those fair weather. uh, Hey, you messed up. I can't hang with you no more. Or or I disagree with you in the whole world or the United States disagree with you. Uh, I can't hang with you anymore because, uh, Hey, listen, I'm not that friend. I'm, 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 I'm a, not a fair weather friend. I'm a friend in stormy weather and I try to be as Christ-like as I possibly can uh, um, even when my friends are friendless I'm one whether I agree with them or not and that's why I um, am always glad to say that Jesus is a sinner's friend <laughs> And not that Pastor Brown, Rodney Howard Brown, has committed any type of sin. He has not. But if you look at uh, some of the way people are reacting to uh, him and even the law that he did break, he did break. Uh, you know, even all of, even through all of that, you know, I'm going to be a friend. And we're going to have more and let him uh, say and uh, tell us exactly how his principles run. But I gave you insight into how his principles run. He believes every jot. He believes every tittle of uh, the word of God. And I think it's going to be very interesting to follow up on that uh, to see if any members of his congregation ever had uh, Corona virus were ever affected by coronavirus because uh bottom line is folks i believe the same thing i believe that god is able uh to do above and beyond uh anything that we can ask or think i believe that with all my heart but i also believe that contained in the words of jesus christ these words uh, Love your neighbor as yourself. I also believe that those words mean to be a good citizen and obey the laws that have been put in place by those who God has ordained and given authority in your society.
Yeah. I, I believe that that is preeminent in times like these. However, I may not agree with what you say or even your actions unless they are heinous in nature. And and many uh, believe that uh, this was reckless, which makes it heinous. But I, I, I I know that Pastor Brown, Rodney Howard Brown, was not wanting in any way to be reckless or heinous. He wanted to be obedient to his own creed and core beliefs. Which, which friends, is going to uh, bring up and going to lead us here in this country and, and especially in this country because other nations, they have uh, pretty much ruled out. They've taken a, a ruler and, and, and taken a pen and just marked through God. They've pretty much ruled out those things that we have been given by our creator. They, they, they've marked through those things. Okay? They have in so many cases. But here in America, we may be coming to a place and uh, people like my good friend and brother uh, Rodney Howard Brown may be bringing us to a place where we are talking about core value beliefs. This may be just in that same arena as uh, can the Yaki uh, practice their religion using peyote or mescaline. Yes, they can. Uh, our, Our religious and core beliefs are contained and the answers to whether or not we'll be able to practice those are contained in the question or pointed out in the question of whether or not this thing, this thing called coronavirus will actually affect our freedom, our religious Beliefs and uh, we're not our beliefs, but our religious approach. Will others go to jail in defiance? Why? What will, will others go to jail in defiance? Of course, they released him. Yeah, they, they they had to arrest him because he was breaking the law. And he's a very prominent, uh, visible figure around the world. But he was breaking the law there in, you know, in Florida. And I know uh, Pastor uh, Rodney and Pastor Rodney, again, a man who I, I, a dear friend of mine, I love him. 
but I don't agree with him on, on this at all. I don't agree with him on it at all. And I want to have him on so we can have a conversation about it, and that's all it is. But again, I, I have to remind you that uh, Pastor Rodney told me after, right after, right after Trump came down the escalator to announce that he was going to be, be president, running for president of the United States, it was Pastor Rodney Howard Brown who told me, I, uh, um, I saw in a tweet that he was throwing his weight behind Trump, and I called him, and we just had it out. <laughs> and he said, CL, you're going to see, you're going to see, you're going to see in that uh, South African accent that he has, and that Trump is our guy. He is our guy. And I just knew that he was wrong then as he could possibly be. I just knew he was wrong. He had to be wrong. Because I just could not see Donald Trump being president of the United States. But as it turned out, I was wrong. And I wound up being a national advocate of Donald Trump. Still am. National advocate of Donald John Trump. And um, so Pastor Rodney was right then. And here I am three and a half years down the road, four years down the road, actually now down the road. And I'm saying publicly again that I think he's wrong. But is it possible that this coronavirus is going to challenge how we do our and handle our faith, practice our faith, because ours is a faith of reconciliation, Christianity is, and that is one where you engage with people. Does this coronavirus, this thing, we as Americans know we're not going to let any person, people hinder our uh, freedom. Not if we can identify them and stop them. But when it comes to things like this, are they capable? Are these types of things tools? Can they be used as tools by nefarious people to control populations and then dictate behaviors. That's what I'm saying to you. Americans, you have to be vigilant. You have to remain vigilant. Watch out for what's going on. Hey, there's many more of you who's going to be arrested. Okay? And as I was saying to... um, Black Voices for Trump, um, who we met yesterday and we uh, did, you know, as y'all of you know, I do Real Talk uh, with FreedomWorks. FreedomWorks and and I, we are a partner on Real Talk um, weekly. So you clean me up inside. You 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Yes, it is. It is that. Can this alter? Can this alter how we as people of faith? deal with one another. It appears that it very well could. And I do believe that um, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown is going to be the first of many pastors who will um, be arrested for their core value beliefs. Hmm. I think I think he's going to be the first of many. And we're going to have him on. We're going to have him on with us um, here this week. But uh, he has to clear it. Uh, he has an attorney now. And so I don't know how this is going to play out. I do a real talk series, as I was saying. And yes, um, a couple of days ago. I was sharing with um, some members of, of a board that I, uh, an advisory board that I um, sit on for the president, uh, Black Voices for Trump. Um, I was saying to them, it is time now for men and women of courage to step forward. You're going to be attacked. There's no question about it. Um, but there is a movement. This is a movement that is going on right now. And oddly enough, you know, this is very strange because to me, as I was saying to you, I could not see four years ago Donald John Trump becoming president of the United States. I didn't see that. I did eventually see that. I became uh, a, a national spokesman for him as a candidate, Trump, uh, and um, am still a national spokesman for him on Black Voices for Trump, uh, sit on the advisory board. And we are launching something that's very closely connected with what I do. Um, the idea was stimulated from what I do. Um, it's called Real Talk. Uh, I do that along with my colleagues at FreedomWorks. And we will be doing a Real Talk series on the election of Donald John Trump 
coming from black voices. And of course, you'll you'll see the real talk that Freedom Works does um, weekly as well. But we want you to pay attention to real talk. Yeah. And um, you'll be hearing various things coming from both the campaign and from Freedom Works, two separate entities. Don't get them confused. I'm I'm with both the campaign, and I'm of course a senior fellow with Freedom Works. But my my thing that I uh, do, and it's um, you see it if you follow me on Twitter for sure at Rev R E V. C.L. Bryant at Rev, R-E-V-C-L Bryant. Uh, You can, there's several that I've done. I can't remember how many. We're doing them now for quite some time. So there's there's several that uh, we have done in the last uh, six, seven months or so. Yeah. And so, When we look at what price is going to have to be paid for what we're going through now, for the um, evolution that our society is is taking. Oh, yeah, evolution. I'm a creationist, just so you don't get get it twisted. I'm, I'm a creationist. Yeah. But evolution is real. Things evolve. People evolve. Situations evolve. Uh, And societies evolve. And I do believe uh, if, in fact, we use that terminology, we are at a point on our societal evolutionary scale where we are witnessing with our own eyes. We're seeing it. We're seeing it occur. It's not something someone's telling us about. America, Americans, it's not something someone's telling us about. This is something, folks, you can see with your own eyes. It's happening. There's an evolution going on in front of us. And it's not necessarily a, a man who's doing it. Even though before coronavirus came onto the scene, uh, the dominant name, I, I think the only name that has been mentioned more in the past month than Donald John Trump in the American news, than Donald John Trump, is Corona. COVID-19. That's the only name that might give Trump a run for the money. And that's Corona. COVID-19. And so uh, our attention span has changed and when we live in an era right now where the center for disease control center of disease control cdc is considering asking all of us to wear 
mask. Yeah. CDC considering asking people to wear a makeshift mask in public. So I guess you put your bandana on, huh? I suppose you do. Officials at the Center for Disease Control and Prevention are considering changing their guidance. They're changing their minds. Uh, Are you hearing me? They're changing their minds because this is something they are learning. There is an evolution going on. They are learning something. Uh, and encouraging people to wear masks when they go out in public. Do you understand the nature then of this disease that goes from stay six feet apart to wear a mask when you go out in public to Where were you 14 days ago? Who were you around 14 days ago? Where are they now? Who have you been around in the last 14 days? Well, I know that I've been to uh, the grocery store and, and, you know, that's basically it, though. And the gas, the gas station, but that's basically it. I don't. I can do my work from my home. I'm blessed. I can do my work from my home, as I am doing right now. <laughs> yes, I certainly am. <clears throat> I'm doing right now. I'm doing my work from my home and that's what uh, Dana Perino was saying the other day and, and you know Dana's not big as a minute uh, but she's a wonderful wonderful mind wonderful mind beautiful woman as well but she was saying that um, those of us who are in this profession uh, who give our opinions and hopefully keep you going while you have to uh, be cooped up at home or what have you we are blessed in many ways because we can still do our work from home. But if you understand the full measure of what we are facing, we are facing something that if we don't get a handle on, and I think we are getting a handle on, we will overcome this. We will beat it. We just have to understand what type of metamorphosis it goes through itself and, and the way it uh, incubates you know, itself, uh, which could be a global, I mean, I mean, a global catastrophe if we have underestimated this. And I, I, at this point, you have to applaud those who have taken it serious enough to, to, even though so many people are on the brink of hysteria. When it comes to to this, I mean, I mean, seriously, <laughs> the brink of hysteria. When it comes to this, still we prefer the truth. I heard Turk Tucker uh, saying uh, this the other day, and he's right. We we prefer the truth because you don't want us not to believe our government. 
I mean, yeah, we can look at a politician and tell if he or she is lying. But overall, when it comes to protecting us and are we safe, can we believe what you're saying when it comes to our health uh, and you are a government official? Overall, you don't want us to not believe you any longer. And so let's then take our time and see how this um, materializes. I understand that there are businesses that were doing well. Their futures were bright. Just three weeks ago, now they may not be able to reopen their doors. It was not a stock market crash that did this. It was not a financial miscalculation on the part of the administration that did this because the administration was going gangbusters. It was like Elliot Nest rooting out the gangsters that were taking down our city, our country. The, the robust economy was lifting all boats. Our future was so bright. And it still is, but it was so apparently bright that all of us were having to wear shades. Our future was so bright. But what does it tell you? My friends, tomorrow is promised to no man, no person, no woman. No one. So you must trust the one who holds tomorrow. I'll be back after the news. I'm CL. I'm just a pilgrim on this road. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show.
Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and I want to thank you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation daily right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, download free the C.L. Bryant Show app. Tell a friend about it. And uh, during these days when we have to uh, stay a little bit cooped up, it's great to have your company uh, come along with me and um, uh, share some thoughts and ideas that maybe you can share with others. And um, uh, sometimes we have some very intriguing guests on the show. Everybody's been on the show from Sean Hannity to, oh, you name it, some homeless guy. I can't remember his name. Pedro. Was it Pedro? I think it was. Not even wasn't it wasn't uh, Latino. Pedro was actually black, uh, at least um, that's what he how he identified, and so it is. So it was. Um, hey, folks, um, the news is breaking um, uh, throughout the world now, and to the glee of the Chinese. That the United States death toll with this coronavirus has now eclipsed the death toll in China. You heard me right. The uh, death toll in the United States has now eclipsed the death toll in the place where this began. And, of course, Italy is uh, bearing the brunt of, of this uh, as far as is concerned. But um, it, it appears that the Chinese have manipulated whatever numbers they needed to manipulate to make sure that the point they're trying to drive home uh, about letting America drown in Corona. Oh, yeah. Remember they said that? Oh, yeah. Back when uh, the president was uh, being attacked for uh, saying that the virus came from China, which it did. They were attacking him for it, and uh, one of their officials said, okay, then let the Americans drown in corona. In other words, uh, we won't uh, try to help them with anything uh, to manufacture medicine uh, as an antiviral medicine. It's okay. We'll develop that here on our own. We have the know-how to do that. And Americans, that's exactly the way we're going to have to start thinking about this. Because even though, yes, the president is absolutely right, it would be great if we could do uh, trade deals um, on a mammoth scale with the Chinese as uh, it can be done with agriculture, you know. It'll be great. But the thing that um, all of us know, and the president knows this himself, uh, he doesn't have to be told this. He knows this. You, you really can't trust the Chinese government, nor the head of state, 
for the Chinese government because even though he has been named Xi Jinping, even though he has been named dictator for life, that's in name only. He is a figurehead of those who are truly in charge and who are not friends or friendly or have shaken hands with, visited the president in his home. or uh, He is the figurehead of those people. You understand? And uh, they don't like America. The, the, the people who pull Xi Jinping's strings don't like America. They want us to go away, and we will not. Somehow the favor of God continues to buoy us up when circumstances should have pushed us down. I hope you're hearing me. And, and, and friends, listen to me. That Who knows what to trust as far as that type of report is concerned when you read a report saying that the uh, death toll in America has now eclipsed that of China where this began. How do we know? How do we know that we can trust that? Well, you don't. Because the, 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 uh, the numbers are coming from a controlled and closed society even though it's open where we can tra- the the workings of the chinese government i'm sure they tell their own people in their own way and whatever way they choose to tell them whether it's through the bosses at work uh through family heads through religious leaders but the message is there uh, in china that china will always be for the chinese people I hope you understand the unique place that America is. It is one of the few places that anyone can come in from somewhere else and actually become an American. But you may at some point be able to become a Chinese citizen, a citizen of China, but you will never be Chinese. Do you hear me? The beauty of America is that you can become an American, but you can never become a Russian. You can never be a Frenchman or an Englishman. You can become a citizen of that government. But you can never be truly 
the people. That's not the way. That's that's why it is so ridiculous for us here in America to carry on the way that we do when it comes to the race issue, because ultimately other nations don't look at us in accordance of our color scheme. They look at us as a nationality. And friends, let's, can, can we talk? Can we be honest? Can we talk about something that's real? Can we, can we real, can I have a real talk here? <laughs> then let's have it. France, Germany, Italy, Sweden, you name them. England, you name Canada, Brazil, Mexico. They won't say it aloud. But do you do you know that there are uh, people who you think are your allies? It would break your heart. It would crush you to 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 think that 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 they would mean you harm. Even friends, sometimes the, 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 the most stinging thing is when they seem out to harm you. That, my friends, is the predicament that America finds herself in right now with our closest allies. Sometimes they seem out to harm you, harm us. So we're red, yellow, black, or white Americans. And the sooner we understand that about ourselves. the sooner we can overcome our adversaries. Surgeon General is um, telling all of us at this point in time that um, wearing a mask improperly can be dangerous. The CDC, on the other hand, is saying to us, it may be wise to wear a mask. Do you see the quag, the quandary, the quagma that we are in? <clears throat> the Surgeon General says that wearing a mask the wrong way can be dangerous. Reason being, the uh, chemicals uh, or the the, the um, particles 
can gather on the outside of the mask, you touch it, it can be bad. The Center for Disease Control is saying that they are considering making the mask mandatory. Do you, do you see the dilemma that we are in with this particular malady, this virus? Well, we don't know what to do. The only thing we can do, and I think it's probably the wisest thing to do. I wasn't on board with it. Uh, from the outset, but um, uh, if it means staying healthy, I'm on board with it now. That's what it means. I guess the best thing to do is stay inside. Stay inside. So, there you have it. Wearing a mask, to wear a mask, not to wear a mask. That is the question. Are we facing a, 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 a killer in these next, you see, these 3,000 dead, that has happened in the last two weeks. Are we looking at 6,000, 12, 18,000 here in this country alone? If we're looking at 18,000 in America, the number worldwide could very well be astronomical. Okay. Coronavirus droplets can travel uh, 27 feet. That's the new study coming out of MIT. 27 feet, uh, pretty good distance across a room. And that is speculation, I'm sure. Although, um, Ruddy, uh, throughout the, this national emergency, President Donald Trump has repeatedly demonstrated that he's the right person to lead the nation. That is the Ruddy report. Christopher Ruddy is reporting that uh, from the beginning. We have seen Trump's best attributes. Some time ago, the uh, Quinnipiac poll asked Americans about the president's best attributes. The public said he was a strong person, 62%, and that he is intelligent, 58%. Hey, those types of numbers, well, kind of spells re-election. Yeah, that that spells re-election. Trump has other arrows in his quiver. He calms and doesn't panic, uh, decisive, and follows the evidence and not the hype. Those are all great qualities in a leader. Um, yeah, on January 31st, the president issued a travel ban that restricted entry by foreign nationals who had traveled to China within the previous 14 days. Um, okay, look at March 30, if we count from March 31st, uh, you're talking about two months ago. Then two months ago, we certainly, none of us as a, um, a general rule, 
had any inkling what coronavirus was all about. It may have heard about it, uh, some, you know, some passing on some news show, but none of us. Two months ago, January 31st, um, no way did any of us have a clue that we'd be right here at this point two months ago. As when I left you, I was talking about, um, and the, 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 the last hour I was saying how tomorrow's not promised to anybody, is it? And of course it's not. And so um, the president did what he needed to do. It was not an easy decision. China had just concluded a trade deal, and they swore to us they had the matter under control. And now, now I want you to see this. The Chinese back on in January, early February, back in January and and earlier than that, you see, it had to be before January 31st that the Chinese and the administration knew about this for the Chinese to swear that they had the situation under control. Are you hearing me? The Chinese at that time, before any of us knew anything about it publicly, the Chinese swore that they had the situation under control. Still, Trump made his decision to close our gates, to close our borders to nationals who had been in China 14 days earlier. Soon after, a dozen countries followed our lead and banned Chinese traffic. That is why China is fuming. That is why China is having the problems that they have. You see, we have basically shut down their cash flow. People in China, there are wealthy people in China. There's lifestyles in China. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. are lifted high 
CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. My goodness, I tell you what, um, of course, I don't have anything, but um, it must be, spring must be in the air. Yeah, spring must be in the air. Uh, And, of course, being in the mountains, um, you get that thing going on. And um, the Chinese have lifestyles, folks. Yeah, they they have a lifestyle. The 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 Chinese have rich and famous too. The Chinese have a uh, what I guess an kinship to our middle class too. And a lot of them are big business people. And the actions that the president has taken has put a crimp in the flow of that um, money train. And they're ticked off about it, especially since other countries did, in fact, close their doors to the Chinese as well. Right. They're ticked off about it. And you, you, you can't really blame them for it, but the thing that would help them is to own up to the fact that this is where it came from. Don't run from that and don't be mad at the president for saying it. But um, the president has been chided for not uh, taking the threat seriously. I think he took it very seriously. Uh, But as uh, his congressional opponents uh, focus on a very flimsy impeachment inquiry, He was busy convening a coronavirus task force. And that was back in January. That was back in January. That was in the meat of January, not 31st going on back into January while they were trying to impeach him. you, You understand that he was putting together in the midst of being impeached. The commander in chief of the United States was putting together a coronavirus task force. And that was back in January, back back in the meat of January. Before the crisis was ever known, but yet Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi. They've tried to blame him for this crisis. No, maybe we should blame them. Because they had the entire world distracted over the impeachment of a bogus, I might add, a bogus impeachment of the President of the United States. They had the entire world looking in in a direction that we really didn't need to be looking in. We need to be looking in the direction of um, what might be breaking out as a threat to the globe. But Nancy Pelosi, don't forget this, don't forget it. Nancy Pelosi and her minions, the Democrat Party, Chuck Schumer, his minions, along with Adam Schiff and uh, uh, Jerry Nadler, Fat Jerry. (laughs) Yeah, they had our attention on defending 
someone who was in the midst of defending us, even though we had no clue that we needed defending. He was putting together the coronavirus task force while they were trying to impeach him. Yeah. Democrat uh, frontrunner Joe Biden uh, said that the president may have um, blood on his hands. These attacks on uh, the president are akin to uh, a a blood liable and demonstrate a degree of political depravity unseen in our nation's politics. Yeah, Newsmax reporting that. And um, the report shows that the early January, that in early January and February, neither Pelosi nor Todd nor other Johnny come latelys were sounding any virus alarms. Huh? That's what the record shows. That uh, Pelosi, they weren't trying to sound any alarm themselves over any kind of virus that was going on. They just wanted to get Trump impeached, and they knew that that was a fool's errand. They knew that was not going to happen. Biden, to his everlasting shame, actually decried Trump's disclosure of Chinese commercial traffic. Yeah, Biden spoke out against it. So what the heck is he talking about? The day... After Trump's China travel ban, Biden tweeted, we are in the midst of a crisis within the coronavirus. We need to lead the way with science, not Donald Trump's record of hysteria, xenophobia and fear mongering. He is the worst possible person to lead our country through a global health emergency. So closing the border, according to um, Joe, Uncle Joe, was xenophobic, unwise. Uh, And uh, the action of someone who's the worst person to lead our country at this point in time. Joe, uh, even though we're going to go through the motions and you Republicans and who are voter, voter voting age Republicans and all of you who are independents and those who may be sitting on the fence right now, I'm saying to you that I believe that uh, we have the exact right uh, person at the helm at this time. And I don't believe in switch. I don't want to switch horses. There's no horse to switch to. No, we're going to ride this one. We're going to we're going to ride the one that brung us. Okay? He brung us to pro, he brung us to a level of prosperity uh with this administration. God used it. I know he did. To bring us to a level to bring us to a level of prosperity that we could <clears throat> begin to get a sample, to get a taste. It was a it was a very sweet taste. Just for um, a while of how sweet, how good the American economy can be to the American citizen. 
and then this virus happened. But for, for that for a while, that shining moment in the American sun, and it'll shine again. It's shining now. We were able to get a taste of just how that economy can cause the American citizen to soar. How a, a country that defends its religious freedom, its religious freedoms, and the values that it's founded upon, its Judeo-Christian ethic, that does give rise to the freedom of everyone else. Yeah, for just a while. And now the the clouds are blocking out the sunshine. But the sun is still shining. We must fly up above these clouds. And we will. But the same Joe Biden, same Joe Biden, uh, was saying that the president, by closing the borders, had made some kind of xenophobic mistake. Joe, it's going to be a race. But I think that we can stick a fork in you, Bo. It's do- you're done. It's getting no camera time. And quite frankly, who wants to hear from Joe Biden? No, I want to hear. I want to hear from the Surgeon General. I want to hear from the CDC. I want to hear from the task force, the coronavirus task force. I want to hear from my president. I don't want to hear from Joe Biden. What Joe was, you know, Joe has been wrong about most things. (laughs) You know, He's been wrong about most things. You can go all the way back to Clarence Thomas, who is now iconic. Yeah, Clarence Thomas is now iconic, but it was Joe Biden. I don't want anybody to forget this. It was Joe Biden who led, who was one of the leaders of that lynch mob. Don't forget that. He has been wrong about most things. Make no mistake. <laughs> and he's wrong about coronavirus. Well, and the way the president handled it, handled Donald Trump. He and Rachel Maddow, uh, you know, they, <laughs> you know, they never get tired of being right. <laughs> Yeah, tongue-in-cheek, tongue-in-cheek. Rachel, of course, said that it would take weeks for the uh, hospital ships to arrive, both in California or in New York. And I guess what we're seeing in the harbors there on both coasts are figments of our imaginations, Rachel. Look, that's a bat. Is that a battleship? Or is that a figment of my imagination? Joe Biden, Rachel Maddow. How'd you like to have them leading the country? 
Oh, that's what you'll get if you get Uncle Joe. Oh, yeah, Rachel will conform. She'll become a loyal Joe, an Uncle Joe follower. Oh, yeah, she'll conform. She'll actually make sense out of his calves if he became president of the United States. Oh, Lord, saints preserve us. (laughs) Oh, saints preserve us from such an intolerable situation. Don't they get tired of being right all the time? Wrong, wrong, wrong. And they have no shame. They will be back tomorrow with something just as stupid. And what's so odd about this whole thing, folks, is that they give each other cover. They give their, each other immunity to going ahead and letting it rip. Let the good times roll. Let, 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 let it rip. All right. Now, this is going to become an issue. And um, I'm going to use some of the closing time here to talk about this. This is something you need to be tuned into. Because this is going to become an issue. Because of the impeachment and all that type thing, uh, this subject had taken a back seat, had gotten in the back seat, but it was still riding in the American vehicle. Um, Coming out of um, the, let's see, this is coming out of Bangladesh. Millions of people worldwide will be unable to get health care if they fail, if they fall ill with coronavirus because they have no nationality. Potentially exacerbating the spread of the disease, human rights campaigners said on Tuesday. Uh, They urge every country to ensure all stateless people on their territory can receive free medical assistance and help to self-isolate without risk of arrest or detention. Now, this is going on globally, is that there are people who are without a country We have them here in America. And um, campaigners said there was no point in countries taking measures to tackle the spread of uh, COVID-19 among people recognized as citizens while leaving it to fester among those who are not. Our healthcare systems are all based on nationality if you are a stateless person or a person without a country you are invisible to the state they're here in Colorado if they're in Louisiana if you're in California uh, where they're big time invisible 
they're invisible to the state, yet they are susceptible to virus. So guess what? They're going to have to be treated. Some experts, some experts estimate um, there could be about 15 million people worldwide who are not recognized as citizens by any country. Wow. Wow. And you wonder how a global pandemic can actually be started. Yeah. 15 million people are estimated around the globe worldwide. There's about 15 million people who are not recognized as citizens by any country. That's amazing. They often live in the shadows of society, deprived of basic rights such as health care, housing, and jobs. But this is, again, um, another... Um, specialty of this virus is that this is beginning to expose and bring to bear things that we don't normally, or at least we brush off talking about, but we have to, we have to talk about because even though it might be more convenient to deny those who live in the shadows. The way this thing is playing out, that can be very deadly if we don't take care of them. <sighs> A socialist society unwillingly um, being tasted by the land of the free, business free, and the home of the entrepreneur, the brave. Being. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. 
God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you, home stretch of the CL Bryant show today. And I'm so glad that you were able to come along with us for this journey as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here. On the C.L. Bryant Show daily, 12.05 in the East until 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, I'm coming to you from uh, high up in the Rockies. And so I certainly appreciate you being there with us on a daily basis. Hope that you're safe and sound. I hope that you are able to uh, manage through this unprecedented American crisis. You know, it looks like um, there are things that we're going to have to deal with as we go along. Alan Dershowitz, renowned uh, Harvard Law professor, um, has made a comment that I want to share with you, and I want to follow up on as far as uh, opinionating is concerned. Relaxing civil liberties justified. This is Alan Dershowitz. Uh, While the federal government cannot force Americans to permanently surrender their rights to assemble and move about the United States, it is justifiable, at least temporarily, in the event of a national emergency or public health crisis, according to civil rights liberties, uh, civil liberties expert and attorney, extraordinaire, Alan Dershowitz. He said that the courts generally support the power of executive authority as long as it's temporary, as long as there's a sunset provision, as long as it will end when the crisis ends. Now, President Trump has been careful not to impose too many restrictions amid the global coronavirus pandemic. And he hasn't. He really hasn't. Preferring to leave many quarantine orders up to the states, which he should. You know, friends, when I think about uh, the way that Trump wields American authority as president of the nation, being duly elected president of the nation. He reminds me of the way our nation is actually intended to be as far as its strength, its power, and its authority is concerned. America, of course, is the the very last superpower on earth. In fact, if we wanted to, if we planned it just right, not saying that we should, but I'm just saying that we could. If we planned it just right, we could launch a takeover. That's how strong we are. It's how well up until this point, that's how rich we were and we are. But right now, Americans aren't working. So we're eating into our own coffers. But what the point that I'm getting at is that we are so strong, but yet we are so lenient 
and reserved with our power, with our strength. We're with, we do not slap people around. On the contrary, when this president came into office, his main beef, and I think ours too, reason why he was elected, was because he was telling us that we should be sick and tired of being slapped around. And, uh, and it seems as though we had gotten into a, a habit of being like being slapped around by people who depend on us. I mean, we, we, we defend these people, yet they slap us around. They take advantage of us. They jerk us around. And we had gotten tired of it. And we elected a president who was tired of it, too. And um, the thing we have to keep an eye on, as I have been saying to us, as far as this concern, looks like Dershowitz is um, saying the same thing and we're saying the same things, that this is a temper. if it's a temporary thing, if we're, we're, we're headed toward the defeat of this so that we can get back to being our American selves, then, hey, let's temporarily uh, relax our need and our right to our civil liberties for a greater good. If it is a greater good, if we're not being hustled and unless the, I just can't see how this could be have been orchestrated. It certainly it certainly wasn't orchestrated by the administration. Here we go from an administration who is presiding over the best and most booming economy in the history of the United States. Here is that presidential administration presiding over that just three weeks ago. Now, with the lowest unemployment levels among blacks, Latinos, women, ever, and now we're going to millions of Americans unemployed. <laughs> it wasn't the administration. It sure wasn't the administration that did that. And uh, so here we are right now. And emergencies um, being used by the states emergencies being used as an excuse to seize power. I don't see that that happening. That's not going to happen. Why? Because we're still armed. <laughs> don't let them take your guns now. Oh, we were really corralled real easily into the corral uh, here this time because of this coronavirus. We were corralled real easily into the corrals with it, but we took our guns with us. Nobody tried to disarm us. We took our guns with us into the corral so we can shoot our way out, right? 
can, we can get out. We can get out of there if we have to. Don't let them take your guns. This is a second. The, the, that second amendment will always defend your first amendment. Right to freedom of movement, speech, religion. That Second Amendment will always defend it. They, it was very easy for them to lead us into the corral here these last couple of weeks, but we took our guns with us. We could get out if we want to. If they start being a little bit heavy-handed, emergencies, um, you know, sometimes lead unscrupulous people of nefarious uh, intentions to want to seize power. Now, I don't see that happening. Uh, Dershowitz was talking about this. Uh, He was talking to host Greg Kelly. But it's uh, a concern, and people have to watch out for that. And that's what I am saying to you about being vigilant. The price of our liberty, the price of our freedoms, Thomas Jefferson said to us, is to be vigilant. We must be vigilant. That's going to be the price of us remaining Americans, remaining free, is our vigilance. Now, understand this as well. Uh, Here, friends, as we come to the close of our show. Now, there will be some, as we begin to understand, hopefully understand this coronavirus even better for our own survival, because quite frankly, friends, we keep wondering, why are you talking about, why we talk about this? Listen, if we don't know what this is, And, and we, we, our country, if we don't learn how to preserve our lives and our children's lives against something like that may be a threat to us big time, then it's no good to us if we're dead, if our children are, are in jeopardy. It's no good to us. So we, we have to take advantage. So there will be some who will refuse to be vaccinated. Uh-huh. Dershowitz predicted they can be compelled to be vaccinated. I don't believe religious or other uh, uh, other objections. If the vaccination is designed to prevent others getting sick, it can be justified. You're obliged, you're obliged as a citizen of a country to make a certain sacrifice, to make certain sacrifice. And those including vaccinations yeah years and years ago that's the way it was polio tb what polio well no what it was um i have a still have a mark on my arm vaccination mark on my arm and those of you in my age bracket probably do too yeah being a good citizen has all types of ramifications doesn't it yes it does has all types of ramifications but we're called upon now Americans to be good citizens and as I said in the first uh, part of the show I'm going to close the show with this 
it is a um, an answer to a question that Jesus was posing, or at least a a situation of who is your neighbor. Jesus was saying that we should love our neighbors as ourselves. And even though we have different opinions, different opinions on the way we approach this religiously and um, socially, all of these types of things, I think the most decent thing to do and the most sensible thing to do is exactly as we were instructed by Christ himself. Love your neighbor as yourself. You don't know what you may be having. You don't know what they may have. And we don't know how deeply and how easily it's things are transmitted. So let's all be very careful. And let's get past this as we will. We certainly will get past this. We'll go on as Americans. We need one another because none of us are islands. And none of us stand alone. Well, I want to thank God for the close of another day. I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, my heartfelt desire for all of you is that God will bless and keep you all. Mm -hmm.